1: This is ESPN Radio.
0: Amber Wilson and Jay Williams hanging out with you here on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can also watch us on ESPN U. We got a lot of content yesterday out of the Athletic released an article about quarterback tiers. Now they did this by compiling votes from executives and coaches and people all across the league. And then they made the quarterback tiers based on those votes. So let's bring in some help with the conversation from the man who actually wrote the article. Man's Mike Sando, senior NFL writer for the Athletic. You can find him at Sando NFL. And Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Just generally, first, give me the logistics of how this comes together. You compile you compile these votes, but is there a specific? number of quarterbacks per tier that they need to include, include? There was four tiers.
2: Yeah, no, basically the tiers are defined by the people that I've learned from in the league about how to measure them. And so tier one basically would be the best quarterback, meaning you would need the least amount of help from what's around you to succeed in the NFL. And And So I'll go to 50 people in the league. Uh, This year we had eight general managers, 10 head coaches, 15 coordinators, I think 10 other front office execs, and a handful of other coaches. And they could put – some people might only have two quarterbacks in in Tier 1. Some might have five. That's really up to them. Uh, And then once I get all the results in from all 50, then we just kind of average the tier – rankings. Uh, and we come up with a list and it's only for veteran quarterbacks. There's no rookies in here. And then uh some of the veterans, you know, have hardly played. Uh And so a lot of the times they'll just be placed into tier four by a, uh, a voter who says, I just need more information. You know, we don't, we can't, we're not going to put them in tier three, let's say with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's played for five years. Let's just wait and see. So some, Sometimes guys will come in and debut a little low. I mean, Mike, you, you had – I mean, my blood was
3: hot yesterday going over the list. I mean, you, you talk about a, a polarizing list that got the people talking. I mean, it was this list. And I have to ask you, if if your assessment of Tier 1 was from all mm-hmm. these GMs and scouts and people of that sort – the least amount of weapons around. How is Lamar Jackson not in tier one?
2: Well, because tier one includes not only carrying your team every week, which Lamar Jackson has shown an ability to do. It also includes a stipulation that you have to expertly handle peer pass situations because the game gets reduced to that in its toughest moments. The, The running ability gets stripped away. And so we've seen that when Lamar Jackson was MVP of the league, He went right to the top of Tier 2, and there was some debate, you know, hey, why isn't he in Tier 1? And that component of the passing obviously didn't take the next step. That's why they're changing their offense. They've got a bunch of new receivers, and there's hope in the league, and and certainly among them, that he'll make that next step and join those guys that when the chips are down and they got to throw the ball all over the place, have an easier time doing it.
0: Mike Sando, senior NFL writer for The Athletic, joining us here with Jay Williams and Amber Wilson. Sorry, I'm having some audio issues here, Mike. But I want to stick with... The theme here of some of these quarterbacks that from a tier perspective, when you release this article, caught people by surprise. I want to go all the way down to tier four because one of the more controversial names on this list ended up in tier four. It was Brock Purdy. Now, I imagine he's there just because of the sample size, seven games last season before the injury. Is that the only reason? Because most people, I think, based on his performance, wouldn't expect Brock Purdy to be in a tier four.
2: There's no doubt. I think he was right on the border of Tier 3 and, and Tier 4. I think his average vote was a 3.5. So just maybe 26 of the uh, 50 voters put him in four, largely for a limited number of games. He was also injured. Then you take the context of the situation where uh, there's a, a feeling, certainly, that it's a very favorable situation to be in a Kyle Shanahan offense. It wasn't like Brock Purdy was doing a whole bunch of stuff you know, beyond the script to really carry the team. They had a top-five defense. Which means, hey, if we punt the ball, big deal. We'll get the ball back. The score is going to be the same, and let's go. Let's go win the game. So I think people liked him, uh, but uh, want to see more. And maybe in some tougher circumstances before putting him in there, with, you know, with some higher tier three veterans, uh, you know, who've really proven it over a longer period of time.
3: Michael, who do you think has more at stake this year? As as we look at Deshaun Watson in year two with Kevin Stefanski, obviously coming off you know, playing six games last year, or the likes of Aaron Rodgers in year one with the Jets? Who has more at stake?
2: Uh, I think there's a lot more attention focused on Rodgers. There was a weird thing that I think happened with Deshaun Watson, where um, he was so in the eye of the storm with all of those allegations, and then it felt like people kind of got fatigued of it. And I don't feel like the, I think like the Browns are kind of one of those teams that, uh, hasn't been paid as much attention to that could be anything. I mean, they, if he plays great, again, they're going to be right in the mix. Uh, but he played so poorly in the six games last year that uh, we're not sure. Now, at stake, he's got the money coming either way. I think Rodgers is really interested in the legacy here. And obviously, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, an all-time great. But, you know, Tom Brady was able to uh, move on when people were doubting him and have a second act that was legendary, won a Super Bowl. I think Rodgers can really you know, gain a lot if he can do something similar.
0: That, of course, is the Hall of Fame matchup tonight between the Jets and the Browns. Mike Sando joining us. Speaking of Deshaun Watson, Mike, I was surprised that Deshaun Watson was a second-tier quarterback for most people. I understand at one point most people considered him a top three, top five quarterback in the league. We're years removed from that. I was surprised by that inclusion as we head into the 2023 season.
2: Yeah, Deshaun Watson, I think at one point had been in tier one, and then you know, he hadn't played. So I think people kinda, you know, dock him, but not all the way. I think that's one thing about these tiers is guys don't move a huge long distance necessarily overnight. And so it was a six-game sample. Everyone knows Deshaun Watson's supremely talented, and I think people are betting on the upside that after he gets gets the rust off and gets a little more reps. There's no reason to think he's going to just be a terrible quarterback. So we'll see if he has a bad year this year. I mean, he's going to fall a lot more.
3: Yeah. Uh, Dak Prescott also number nine on that list. Uh, Now you have Mike McCarthy taking on offensive coordinator responsibilities for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, What are your expectations for the Cowboys this year if, if they actually don't get past where they got last year?
2: Well, I think that's all you would, you would think there'd be some major changes, but I think one of the things about Jerry Jones in Dallas is he keeps who he's comfortable with. And so mm. uh, I don't know for sure whether or not, uh, you know, McCarthy would be imperiled in that situation, but I'm kind of anxious to see, you know, I felt like Mike McCarthy was such a great coach with the Packers for so long. And then the last few years have been weird. He He's the head coach, but he wasn't really running the offense. He wasn't, didn't have his hands on it. I'm kind of anxious to see, If he can kind of get back and have a direct line of communication with Dak, obviously Brian Schottenheimer is the offensive coordinator, but to just have a little bit more simplified vision from the head coach for the quarterback. And and I think Dak's probably going to bounce back and have a better year. He had unusual number of interceptions last year. They had Brandon Cooks. So I I think it's going to be a little bit better this year.
0: Mike Sando from The Athletic joining us here. Mike, how real, how realistic is it? I've waited the entire segment so far to ask about my Miami Dolphins. So how realistic is it to expect Tua Tagovailoa to stay healthy for an entire season?
2: I mean, you have to be worried for him, uh, and especially because of the nature of concussions. I mean, there's going to be so much caution taken. It's not like, you know, if he had a problematic uh, knee and you can kind of just play through it and tough it out. The 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 margin for leaving the game uh, is so thin for him. So, I I mean, I can't see how you would bet a, a lot of money on him playing all of the games. It's really the number one challenge for him because he showed some really good things, I think, last year when he was healthy.
3: I mean, the accuracy is there, Mike. Um, they have the weapons. You look at the AFC East being one of the best divisions in all football. They put it up there with AFC North. Um, you know, we talk about... The Jets. We've spoken about Aaron Rodgers and, and what that defense is like and how they're built. Uh, you talk about the Buffalo Bills. We talked about Josh Allen and you know going under you know Ken Dorsey last year, first year OC, kind of figuring out what that offense is, having the turnover issues. But that, that one team that it feels like all the pressure is always on Bill Belichick to be the guy, right? And, and Amber and I spent time this morning talking about Mac Jones. I still don't understand why Bill Belichick just won't be commit and, and overall publicly say, that is our guy moving forward. Uh, what, do you, what do you think we need to see from Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien, first year OC under Bill Belichick, considering everything that Mac Jones has been through, through his three years with the Pats?
2: It's got to return to what it looked like when he was a rookie and there was some promise, at least be an efficient, effective, you know, modern NFL offense. You're never going to get Bill Belichick to uh, gush over a player, probably. But this is an organization that I think uh, it was easy to take for granted just how much Tom Brady did for them in the standard he set and just the fundamentals and the basics of playing ball. They were always a team that kind of won in the margins beyond that, you know, great on special teams, situationally. Well, those margins aren't enough now. They have to get back to playing fundamentally sound football starting at the quarterback position. It was a mess last year. So, the reality is, as great of a coach as Bill Belichick is, uh, easy Hall of Famer, he might pass John Chula for the most wins, they're a little bit like all the other teams now. And they're basically a 500 operation since Brady left, and I don't think that's changing, especially in that division.
3: Mike, I, thank you for your time today. Uh, you know, we, We've had a very serious tone, and on our way out, I'm going to ask you to participate and something that Amber and I have oh, been no. doing all day long. And, you know, we, we heard some great sound earlier from Alan Lazard where he was talking about, you know, the special abilities of Nathaniel Hackett, um, you know, the OC for the Jets, getting all their players in the locker room to do animal sounds as it relates to play calling that we're going to see on the O-line. And we've been having all of our guests today uh, try out different animal sounds. Um, so uh, your animal that I'm going to need to hear you try to sound for is an, an old... <laughs> chipmunk go mike
2: oh my god give it to An us mike well, and
3: no, don't, don't think about it go intuitively i sound the, like just try it don't no excuses mike believe in yourself
0: jay makes this impossible
2: okay okay all right i can't do it. <laughs> how would do you, you even do it, do is, it, it? is it a, a, a <laughs> Is it kind of a click? Is it kind of a? Is <laughs> what, it kind of a?
4: Brock Purdy what, is a
2: tier three Is that what it is? He is that what it like is? That was great. Uh,
4: that's what's going yeah, be. Yeah, that's now, as good Mike. as I could do. That's what the problem gonna is now. this is going
2: to be saved, preserved forever. I I put Brock Purdy in tier three where you think he rightfully belongs in an aging chipmunk voice. <laughs> I mean, that's my legacy.
3: Oh, now now I will never be able to look at Brock Purdy ever. The same again. I'm going to think of a of a chipmunk and a brrrr and rock party. Thank you. This was already a that great article good. by
0: yes. The Athletic. Now it is that much more great now that we have it in a chipmunk. Not just a chipmunk, but an old, an chipmunk, old chipmunk voice. Mike Sando, senior NFL writer for The Athletic. Thanks, Mike. I
3: appreciate you being a good <laughs> sport, you. Mike.
2: Thank you. That, I've done a lot of... Uh, tv and radio this week and no one no one has done that i'll never forget this one so uh
5: that's why we're unique unique, mike you're welcome thank you we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp hel slash unsportsmanlike
1: This is ESPN Radio.
0: You ain't got no haters. You, you ain't, ain't popping. Poppin'.
1: I like
3: That's that what
0: they say Jay.
3: I like that line because I got a lot of haters, Amber, and I'm here for all of it. I'm here for all of it. Oh yeah. still
0: have haters? Or is this like one of those things because you're the former professional athlete so you have to manufacture haters? Because I feel like that's what you guys do. You all manufacture haters. No, 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 no. If you look at my
3: timeline, I got a lot of anger, a lot of hate coming my way.
0: That's probably true. In this business, we get plenty of that. But are you popping? Right, that's true. Are you popping? You ain't got no haters, you ain't, ain't popping. Poppin'. Jay's got I haters, mean, I, so he's popping, although I, not in that stanky ass sweatshirt, but normally he's popping. Wow, wow.
3: <laughs> hey, by the way, this smell is a smell of amazing. That's what the, it is.
0: The smell of a man who's popping.
3: The smell of a man who's popping right now.
0: Do you think Zach Wilson <laughs> just, is...
3: Just, the, just saying man and popping at the same time makes me feel a little bit awkward, but I, I, <laughs> we get the terminology.
0: Do you, you think know Zach I mean? Wilson is popping right now? Because I wonder, like, if you're Zach Wilson, we spend so much time, obviously, <laughs> on Aaron Rodgers. We know what Aaron Rodgers is bringing to this Jets team. How do you feel if you're Zach Wilson right now?
3: You're humbled. In training camp. You're humbled. I mean, I, 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 I look... If I were Zach, each and every day, I would be pissed off. I would be ang- I would be angered. I would attack Aaron Rodgers. I would focus on my teammates. It, it, like this is this is such a huge moment. I think in his career because it's it's going to define what's going to happen next. Right. Um, I, I've heard you know Demar Smith and I were talking about this the other day where it's like you know within professional sports it's not a matter of uh, you know, the, the opportunity is a matter of when it's going to come because it's inevitably going to come. Like, there will be a moment, like, who knows? Aaron Rodgers could get hurt, something mm-hmm. could happen, that his number could be called. And, it, look, nobody's saying that even if his number is called, that you're going to continue to play Zach Wilson over Aaron Rodgers. But if you get a short time span, if that's two games, three games, and you're able to showcase – that you you are going to be the franchise quarterback of the future for the Jets organization, or by the way, if they stay committed to Aaron Rodgers for longer, you know, showcasing your talent to other teams—that's your job to mentally and psychologically stay in the game. And I think it's it's been a blessing for Zach Wilson that it didn't go his way because now I think he has to make something out of it. And I'm not sure he's actually been tested throughout his career, and this is a, this is a major test for him.
0: See, if I'm Zach Wilson, I don't hate this as much as I hated last season. Because toggling back and forth Zach, Mike White, toggling back and forth the uncertainty over – Zach Wilson, I felt like that was probably from a mental perspective for a young quarterback who's supposed to be developing and was not considered NFL ready when he came out of that draft. That was probably unbelievably difficult. But when you get benched for Aaron Rodgers, right? Like that to me, and I don't know, you played sports, I didn't. But that to me feels like an easier pill to swallow than if you're getting benched for Mike White. If you're getting benched for a guy who is, uh, you know, one of your colleagues on the same level as you, like Aaron Rodgers. That's an opportunity to learn. And if I'm sitting behind a 39-year-old quarterback, a 39-year-old quarterback with multiple NFL MVPs and a Super Bowl MVP on his resume, I'm handling it better from a mental perspective.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I think you're you're speaking from our generation's purview on that. Um, I think the days of younger people waiting for their time are way gone. I I think people want their time now. They wanted it yesterday. And Zach Wilson has never been benched before, right? So regardless of whether that's Mike White, Joe Flacco, you say the pill is easier to swallow if Aaron Rodgers. If there isn't an element of Zach Wilson that is angered by this, like I question his competitive, you know, factors into how he goes about it. Like it, it, he should be angered by it regardless of whoever that person is replacing by him. And like you want to see that drive. If you're Robert Saleh, You're paying attention to those mannerisms because they matter if he's going to be the future leader of your organization.
0: Zach Wilson is now 24 years old. A lot of the time that we spent talking about Zach Wilson, it's he's so young. He's got a lot to learn. There's maturity issues there. He's now 24 years old. He's getting an opportunity to learn behind one of the greatest to do it in his generation anyways, and Aaron Rodgers. That wasn't something that seemed like a role Aaron Rodgers embraced with Jordan Love. I don't know if that's a role. It doesn't seem like Aaron Rodgers has any interest in being a mentor. I don't know if he wants to be any sort of mentor to Zach Wilson. I'm not sure the Zach Wilson story is over though. I could see this being an opportunity for... Zach to sort of reevaluate himself, his NFL career, maybe learn a thing or two about how Aaron Rodgers does business. All of this in terms of the success of the Jets, though, it's going to come down to Aaron Rodgers. And you mentioned it. I mean, health could, I mean, it hasn't traditionally been an issue for Aaron Rodgers in his career. That Jets O line is the issue with this Mm -hmm. team. If we're going to find a weakness, It's those dudes who are supposed to be protecting Aaron Rodgers. He is 39. It's not inconceivable that Aaron Rodgers has an issue with health this season, and we know he did play through, what was it, the hand last season, or the thumb, I think, was that what he was playing through last season. So we'll see if he can stay healthy behind that line this season.
3: I mean, the the whole, like, mentor thing, like, as much as I appreciate it, I think it also depends upon where people are in their careers. Like, are we going to evaluate Aaron Rodgers when it's all said and done about how he's mentored Zach Wilson? Or are we going to evaluate Aaron Rodgers based upon did he win, right? And, and and sometimes when you're at a stage of life where you're trying to figure out different things going on with what makes you happy, like, you know, I have to focus on the whole. I just can't focus a lot of my time. I'm going to do as much as I can for the individual, if that's Zach Wilson. But at the end of the day – I'd much rather spend time, from a time equity perspective, Amber, let me spend time with my wideouts. Like, let me spend more time with Garrett Wilson than with Zach Wilson. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's certain things. Like, let me spend more time with my O-line. And, like, you know, let me inform on better ways for them to protect me and for us to work on the nuances of at the line of scrimmage and in my center. So it's about how you kind of diversify all that time. But it's not like, hey – Everybody's. Everybody needs to stop what they're doing to make sure Zach Wilson figures it out. Welcome to the big boy leagues. This is. These are the pros, and I get evaluated based upon whether we win or lose, and that's important.
0: I don't think Aaron Rodgers needs to be any sort of mentor. No, No. I mean that's fine that he doesn't. And it's a weird situation to be in as an athlete because on one hand. You're the 39-year-old, and there probably is the sort of paternal instinct to want to help those that are coming after you, right? The future of the game, if it's a game you love, is probably something you want to protect. And I would imagine you, Jay Williams, probably help a whole lot of young ballers, right? I mean, it's probably something that you enjoy doing. So I would imagine that instinct is there for an older player, but also you'd be helping the dude who is going to replace you. Like, that's weird. Like, why am I going to help this guy get better so that he can replace me? Now, a different situation – in New York than it was in Green Bay. I can certainly understand Aaron Rodgers not wanting to help Jordan Love Hmm. look as good as him one day when you know Jordan Love then would be the guy that you would lose your job to. Like, that's got to be very bizarre.
3: Extremely.
0: That's how it works, though. That's how sports works. How Mm -hmm. it works here on ESPN Radio, Amber Wilson and Jay Williams, is that we do these two-a-days as we head towards NFL season. We get you ready. We break down each and every team in the National Football League. Coming up next, it's the Packers' turn.
1: this is ESPN Radio.
5: Hey, let's go do our job, man.
1: NFL Nation Two Days. Time is here on ESPN Radio. The Green Bay Packers.
5: fifty eight. Go. This is
1: Packers reporter Rob Demovsky, and this is Jordan Love's team. For now but he can't wait too long to show that he's worthy. After three years as Aaron Rodgers' backup, Love essentially has this year and possibly next year to show that he's capable. Now The Packers don't necessarily have to be a playoff team this year in order for Love to win over the organization. Remember, they went six and 10 in Rodgers' first year as a starter. But also remember that Rodgers threw for more than 4,000 yards and had 28 touchdown passes in that first season, making it clear he was on the right track. The next year, they made the playoffs. The year after that, they won the Super Bowl. So the most important thing Love needs to do this year is show that he is on the right track. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation 2 days on ESPN Radio.
0: On the right track for the Green Bay Packers, Jay, means replacing two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Not one, two in a row. Can lightning strike a third time for Green Bay, Wisconsin? What do you think? No, because it's just (laughs) improbable, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Jordan Love is good or has any promise. It's weird to be talking about a dude who's taking over the helm, who has been with the organization for so many years, but we've seen so little of. I have no idea what Jordan Love is going to end up being based on the little snippet that I've seen from him. But if I was a betting woman, Jay Williams, I'm betting against it because it just can't happen again, right? Not a third time. That's not how this NFL thing works. I
3: mean, everything's improbable until it's probable. So, I mean, look, I, I think Jordan Love is talented. Um, I think it's gonna be interesting with this with this young wide receiving core. Obviously, Romeo Dobbs, and you think about you know what they have with uh, with Christian Watkins, right, and, and things of that sort. But I, I think at the end of the day, even look at their opening schedule, right? Like their first two games um, are I think on the their road games versus both Chicago and Atlanta, both non playoff teams. Now, people are expecting incredible things from Justin Fields. But I, I think that kind of gives you quick insight into, all right, like, where are we? Like, where, where are we in this process with Jordan Love and a defense that we saw get better last year, a wide receiving core that we saw the continuity pick up and gain traction with the likes of Aaron Rodgers? I think, I think the biggest thing for Jordan Love, you know, especially the first couple of games, keep it simple. Like, you don't have to be Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to be these ghosts from the past You have to learn who Jordan Love is, and that's going to happen in time. But I I think the talent is there. There, There's a reason why they drafted him in the first place. Um, Small, small sample size that we've seen thus far, but very similar to some of these conversations we've had earlier, Amber, there is something empowering about this being yours. Now, whether you're able to come through, that's a different conversation. But it, it does finally feel like all this ancillary talk has subsided and now everybody knows that this is his team moving forward. And there's a part of me that wants to see Jordan Love and this young core become successful.
0: I, I would like to see it, I think, just also from – the perspective of sticking it a little bit to Aaron Rodgers yes (laughs) because we know Aaron Rodgers is going to be trying to stick it to the Green Bay Packers all season long I think it would be funny if Jordan Love ends up looking like he was the right decision all along like them drafting him at the time even though yes Aaron Rodgers was still in tip-top shape and at the top of his game and he proved that with back-to-back MVPs after Love was drafted it will look like the right decision because not only will it have put the chip on Aaron Rodgers shoulders that got them those MVP seasons from Aaron Rodgers, but also they will have then drafted the guy that ends up being the answer a few years later. And so I think from that perspective, I want it to work out. I just have a hard time believing it because this is a franchise that did get to go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. And I feel like what's more likely here isn't Jordan Love being a Hall of Famer and isn't Jordan Love being awful, right? Because he's been in the building for a long time. He's comfortable. They didn't change OCs on him this season. There's been consistency there with the coaching staff from last season to this season. Mm-hmm. So that'll be an advantage there for Jordan love. I think the truth will probably end up lying somewhere in the middle where Jordan love ends up being like, he's like, he's all right. You know, like he's, he's good. Like he's decent. He's okay. But I just wonder what is that going to do? If you're a green Bay Packers fan, cause you haven't been used to. All right. He's, it, decent, it, he's okay.
3: I mean, last year to finish eight and nine, right. If they were to finish with, Seven wins this year in Jordan Love's first year, truly under the center, right behind Detroit and Minnesota. Is that a bad year for Green Bay and Jordan Love?
0: So, only one less win than Aaron Rodgers got you last season? Yes. I I don't think that's a terrible one. You have to give me individual stats. Yes. You know, is it seven wins and he looked like Zach Wilson did, even when the Jets were winning last season? then I'm not very excited if I'm the Packers. And one of the things that gives me a little pause here is we are talking about a player, Jay, who they gave a very cheap extension to overall. And if they really believed in him, you think that they would have either picked up his fifth-year option, which they did not do, or instead of a low-cost extension, clearly he would have gotten a much higher-cost extension. And so it was a short extension. It gives me pause into the belief in the building of Jordan Love. Is that just because... He hasn't been starting, and why go ahead and extend ourselves or overextend ourselves for a player who hasn't proven himself yet? Or is that because what they've seen behind the scenes here over the last few years doesn't give them much belief in Jordan Love, and that's why they didn't pick up his fifth-year option?
3: Well, I think there's middle ground. I'm sure it's a combination of both. I mean, the the latter part of what you said. I'm sure if they had believed that he would be the guy, they would have happily escorted Aaron Rodgers out of the The problem is Aaron Rodgers was still just playing at such a high, high, high level. I mean, back-to-back MVP, right, before they had this downturn last year. So it's like, how do you just let go of a back-to-back MVP? It's really hard to do regardless of whether you think the talent is good enough to help him escort out of the building. Uh, So, look, if I'm Jordan Love, I can't control whether the team is bought into me for the future. This is the opportunity I have in front of me right now. Like, I have to find a way to either get very close or surpass – what we did last year, because like I said before, like this wide receiver core of Christian Watson, and Romeo Dobbs, and rookie Jaden Reed, Reed, you know they have the talent. Like the defense was supposed to be the key to what they did last year, and that defense was not the answer until later in the season. So if that defense and what they're doing on that side of the ball can, 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 can see, continue, I can't talk, we've been talking for five hours, continue to sustain and keep evolving and becoming better, and it can be in games. I mean, you need Jordan Love to help you come through.
0: You've been wearing, talking for five hours. You've been wearing the same clothes for twenty-four hours. there has been a lot hours. going on. I've it been yelling at car letting,
3: services. Rough
0: this morning uh, for Jay Williams. You can find him at Real Jay Williams on social media. I have nailed that every single time today at Amber W Sports. If you missed the Jay Williams, how he lost all of his clothes and ended up in the same clothes as yesterday's story, of course, check out the podcast on the mm. ESPN app. You don't want to miss that. I mean, it's an important story for America to get. Yes. It is. it is.
3: Alan Yates, real quick. Alan Yates, are you there? Yes, sir. I need the sound of an alpaca from LA.
2: Like, like you want me to do it? <laughs>
3: and don't um, you love that, Amber? Like when you don't know what the answer is, you repeat <laughs> the question back to the person who Let's asked you a the minute. question to In buy fairness, some more time.
0: Oh, no, we need what it was again.
3: What was <laughs> that? <laughs> I have
2: Does
0: that have the horse? L.A. vibe, though? I feel like you need to, like, add an L.A. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Geographically specific. If you just tuned in now, you were very confused.
3: You have no idea what's going on, you which is no how we like it, Amber. And low-key him being like, uh, uh, uh. Spice Adams. Aha. Uh-huh. That's a really good alpaca sound. Uh-huh. I like that.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
4: Good morning.
3: Uh-huh. I like that. Why have all of our animal sounds been today with like English words? You gotta I mean, ask Nuno. It's, his shark is
4: vegan, so his
3: shark is a vegan. I got you. I got you. I got you. you.
4: Dummy. <laughs> the dummy so on I'm the back end
1: is Chris, the most New York thing I've heard in a while. <laughs>
0: We're doing animal sounds if you missed it. I guess I'll cue the people in because we found out that the New York Jets, Nathaniel Hackett, he is using animal sounds to get his players to remember the playbook. So they are making animal sounds. For certain plays. Is that actually going to play out on the field this year? Like, are they, I
3: hope so. If like, they Aaron are Rodgers need- is
0: going to be out there under center, making like caca,
3: caca, <laughs>
0: <ca-caw. laughs>
3: by the way, I need everybody to be mic'd up for every game. If this is what they're doing moving forward.
0: Yes. Please make that the thing, please. Exactly. The best coach in the NFL in NFL history, according to Aaron Rodgers. man, that's something coming up next here. Which non-quarterback are you most excited to watch this season? We'll get back to your phone calls, so keep them coming. 888-729-3776. Good call.
4: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more.
1: This is ESPN Radio.
0: Jay Williams introducing us to the game that none of us expected to have to play here on this Thursday. Triple say ESPN. We could make callers play that game, but yes. in fact, we're giving you a better topic. What non-quarterback are you most excited to watch as we head into the 2023 NFL season? Let's get back to some and, of your And by the
3: way, Amber, for, for all of our callers uh, towards this part of the show not only will you be telling us about your non-favorite quarterback uh-huh. in the NFL that you're paying attention to this year, but you're also going to be answering some of the toughest questions that I have as it relates to you know, trying out some of these animal sounds. So just get yourself prepared.
0: Oh, right? okay. Get into callers character. Be- callers, beware. I wonder if Allen is ready. Allen is calling us from Raleigh. Hey, Allen, thanks for the call.
2: Hey, no problem. Hey, I was just wondering, though, I didn't know what the hell was going on, and I've been listening to you guys most of the morning, and I was like, what the hell is with these animal sounds?
0: Do you know now, though? Did you hear my explanation now? Because Nathaniel Hackett, apparently he gets his players to make animal sounds to remember the playbook there for the Jets offense. That's what we're hearing. And so that somehow led Jay to... I understand it now, but I'm
2: just wondering, is he going to remember the right animal call for each play?
0: Well, yeah. that that's TBD. But I have a well, feeling Jay wants to hear an animal sound from you yeah, now, Alan, because so I think you walked into this thing. So the state, well, hey,
2: you know what? Hold I'm, on, Alan. I'm good with that. But but my most exciting player to watch this year is going to be Max Crosby tearing up that offensive line of whatever opposing team he's got. Okay, that's, that's I like one, that. Then. That's a good
3: name. Okay, okay, Alan, you ready? Right. The state mammal of and state animal symbol of North Carolina is the eastern gray squirrel. Give me the sound. <laughs> that's a, that's a good se- okay. I'm not mad at that. that wasn't bad. One for that wasn't one. Bad.
0: Now here's the one. thing, Alan. Did you do body movement as you did that sound? Because we also are theorizing there's a psychology component to this, where when you make like a squirrel sound, you want to use your hands. Jay made a squirrel sound earlier. Apparently, that's the thing with these animal sounds.
2: Well, I wanted to, but I'm sitting in a parking lot, and I didn't want to look really creepy to anybody walking <laughs> through the parking lot.
1: So,
0: <laughs> Good move by you, Alan. Uh, well, we appreciate yeah, the thanks. call. Thanks. Thanks for playing along. Triple H, say ESPN. Cully is calling us from New York. Hey, Cully. Thanks for the call. That's what I call my son. So I like that name because his name is actually Cullen, but I call him Cully. What do you have for us? Who are you excited to watch this season?
1: It's got to be Pickens from the Steelers. Okay, that's a good one. A I mean, we talked. Yeah, we talked I, about
0: it earlier. A uh, quarterback who certainly.
1: Oh, sorry, I missed it. Yeah. Okay. No, no, yeah. you're
3: fine. You're allowed, even if it's something that we talked about. You're you're allowed to talk about that. I like that pick.
1: All right, cool. Yeah, that kid could catch a BB out of a BB gun. That's he's sick.
0: Yeah. But, well, who's your Who's his animal sound, Jay? Uh, oh,
3: it was called a white tail deer. Is the state animal within Pennsylvania? Go.
1: Okay, has it been shot or is it just <laughs> running through the woods?
3: That's aggressive. How about Cully's okay? Here how about <laughs> running
0: hunting. away? Colleen's no, also it... calling us from New York, not Pennsylvania. But I like the idea. That's fine.
3: We'll go with Pennsylvania. Pat brought up. Let's say we're running. It's like Bambi. We're running away from the shooter. So oh in God. frantic mode, yeah, they, yeah. They
1: like they go like uh, they can snort. They go, oh man, <laughs> something like that. They snort.
0: That's and actually that good bad, because. But... That's yeah. great. Was yeah. it Pat that was talking off air about the noise that deers really do I, make and apparently they do snore? That's what Cully is a true... I feel like Cully's a hunter. I feel like he knows what he's talking about.
3: I, I feel like, though, Cully's deer felt like it was shot, like it's still running away hurt. Like, it, it felt like the deer was in pain.
1: Uh, well... Yeah, not, for yeah. <laughs> not for long. Not a Cully, not a Cully,
0: Cully has anything deer. to say about it. Not Goodness. Triple A. All right, ESPN, <laughs> thanks for the call, Cully. We appreciate you. <laughs> David is calling us... From Naples. Go ahead, David.
1: Hey, so I'm really excited about this Miami Dolphins defense. You know, Bradley Chubb
2: coming into his second year. And he's got a new defensive coordinator, you know, Vic Bangio. You know, I I think you can really get the best out of a lot of these players. Christian Wilkins,
1: you know, Jerome Baker, Bradley Chubb. I mean, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think Vic Vangio is a huge, 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 huge pickup for this Miami Dolphins team. Uh, I think that this defense is going to look so much better. Obviously, a huge offseason loss that the Dolphins suffered as we head into this season, but Chubb not being one of those. I, th- I think that this is going to be a really exciting season for the Dolphins defensively. We remember under... Flores' final year with the Dolphins, and obviously Flores, a defensive guy, that defense was excellent. It was the offense that had all the questions. And then when Mike McDaniel came in, he retained those DCs. It didn't look quite the same the next season different. without Flores in the mix. So now you bring in Vic Fangio. That's a hugely, as a Dolphins fan, that's a hugely exciting pickup. Also, with the
3: team. way things ended in Denver, it feels like Vic Fangio has something to prove to Amber, which, you know, any coach that has a little bit of that chip on his shoulder, I like. More importantly, your animal is a homeless bird. Go.
0: Why is it going to be homeless? Well,
3: because it doesn't have a home. Is the caller still with us?
0: Nope, oh, nope. The caller's gone. The scoot scooted. See, that caller's smart. Because
3: we you went into a really long answer, Amber.
0: I was. I, I, you, know, well, you went into taught, a diatribe. He, he like, dolphins, we're not in court, man. Amber. You want me to not talk about dolphins? Come on. I, I, that's what I'm saying. How about you make a dolphin, well, Jay? Caller, How about
3: that? The caller's still there. Hello, are you still there? Are you still with us?
2: I'm still here.
3: Okay. Your, oh. your animal sound that you have to try is a homeless bird.
2: Beep, beep, beep. Sorry. Also, that sounds I, 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 horrible. I think, yeah. the,
0: I think the proper term is unhoused. Unhoused bird. Unhoused Jay, bird. In 2023. Uh, unhoused? No, I like the effort there. Thank you. Unhoused. That's what we're doing. Triple H say ESPN. Paul is in Ohio. Paul, who is your non-quarterback nomination for the player you're most excited to watch?
2: And the most excited I am is to see Najee Harris grow into the back that he can be and help put the Pittsburgh Steelers back where we're supposed to be. Our defense is impeccable. So we have nothing to be concerned about in our D. Our offense is going to be the key. Najee Harris, Kenny Pickett, we're completely underrated, under the radar. Nobody's talking about us, and I
1: love it.
3: I'm with him on that. I mean, we talked about that earlier, obviously, you know, having that plate in his foot and coming off that stuff. So I think this has a chance to be a breakout year. And by the way, once again, the importance of the running back position for a guy like Kenny Pickett, I mean, it's hand in hand, right? We talk about that all the time with Saquon. Granted, you know, attributes and skill sets are different, but I think it's going to be a big-time year for Najee.
0: Yeah, I think that that's a good nomination, a help in the backfield, obviously, for Kenny Pickett, of the utmost importance, and they spent some money there trying to shore up that line to give those guys some protection. So I think that's a good nomination there out of Pittsburgh. Brian is calling wait, us Wait, wait, from- Paul,
3: are you ready? Paul. Oh, I keep forgetting yeah, man, about the darn animal thing. I know. I'm sorry. Don't worry, I
5: got you. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go, Paul. All
2: the yo, yeah, man, when I go into the grade schools, my grandchildren, all their students, and all the teachers are going, all right, do it, do the monkey. So I hope you're really ready for this. Okay. Morning. Right. Right, that's, we go. that's
3: not my animal. That's not my here animal.
1: We go. Well, no, I, animal. I Now I want to nope. hear
0: Paul's monkey. I'm intrigued. No, we, we have, have to hear the monkey. Apple.
1: Wow. That is a really good okay. monkey. It's like a monkey. There's a the awesome. the big fat gorilla. gorilla. Wow. Do have that a again, great Paul. day, man. No,
3: Paul, do that again.
2: All right, here we go. <laughs> that's
0: incredible. It really is good. It's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. good. My yep.
2: sister who passed away, God bless her, did the best elephant in the world. I wish I had that sound on tape. So uh, y'all have a, a great whole, day.
0: A whole family of animal sounds. Animal in, impersonation, impersonators? There you go. Animal impersonators.
3: All Impressionists? Right, N- Nuno, before we go, Nuno, I have one for you. No, no. chance right. for you to redeem yourself from, yeah. it. I got right now, you, man. a frantic pigeon.
6: There's going to be a lot of silence here. Go. You got five
0: seconds. Sam J smells.
1: <laughs> this is ESPN Radio.
6: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery.